You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. And W265CG Tuscaloosa, Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Our journey begins. And Alabama will put it in play. He and Arenas are going to have one of the great duels. Returning punch here tonight if they get a chance. A pass, a fake, interceptor. Gideon pulls it down. Nick Saban goes way against his coaching philosophy. Comes up with a Belichick move on the first drive of the game. Colt McCoy suffered a shoulder injury on that hit. And 18-yard field goal puts Texas ahead after the turnover with a short kickoff. That's a live ball. Texas goes for it. They may have it. That's live. It is Longhorn football. Another Alabama mistake. Hit a 46-yarder against Nebraska to win it. Now the 42-yarder. And Texas builds a six-point advantage. Running Ingram. Power run. Got the first down. First man can't bring him down. Yards after contact continue to add up for the Heisman Trophy winner. Mark was very emotional. Talked about his father as he dashes into the touchdown and gets one for dad. And up Richardson bolts up the middle for the end zone. This could be a touchdown. Put it on the board for Bama. Third and five. Gilbert under pressure and intercepted. Picked off by Arenas. Arenas kills the drive with the Alabama interception. Third and seven. Bootleg. McElroy. He can run. Slide dives a little bit short of the first down. And now it is Saban who will have a decision to make. Saban says we'll take the points. Can't argue with that. 17 to 6. 23 on the board here in the first half. Here's Gilbert. That inside shuttle pass. And complete uh, and a fumble. Picked up by Darius. Darius in the air. Darius going for the end zone. That could be a touchdown. If he's got it in the air, that's an interception and a touchdown. And the way they're celebrating, you think in all the world that Marcel Darius, who knocked Colt McCoy out of the game, if he caught it in the air without a hitting ground, interception, touchdown, Alabama. There's always an interception and a touchdown. Not take anything away from this Bama group. This is a sensational defense. Gilbert going deep down the middle. Got a man, got a chicken. Touchdown, Texas! 44 yards. Gilbert to Shipley, who shook Arenas. Is that play at the end of the first half right now when you look at this score that was intercepted on the shovel pass and taken in for an Alabama touchdown? That play will haunt. Now they get the onside kick and they dive for it. Texas! Great field position for Gilbert and now he's got a little bit of confidence and more importantly the players around him have confidence too. Gilbert got a man open! Touchdown, Texas! Shipley second of the night. A freshman growing up before your eyes. 28 more yards. Gilbert fumble. Ball's loose. Bama's got it at the three-yard line. The defense 
for the Crimson Tide. Call the blitz. Eric Anders comes off the left, left edge of the offense. And just when I said they haven't given up a sack, Alabama dials up the blitz, and Anders makes it home, his sixth sack of the year. Upshaw recovers it. Cody leads Ingram. Ingram battles second effort. Touchdown. His second of the night. Great quarterback. Now, now think about what happened. Sam Bradford injured against BYU. Knocked out by Texas down there as we watch this play unfold with Gilbert. And it's intercepted at the 30-yard line. They get down. The clock will continue to run. That championship trophy is headed back to Tuscaloosa. Richardson barges into the end zone. His second of the night. I mean, they got him with emphasis. That was absolutely good. That was all those rules. That was with emphasis. Was there contact there? I mean, that wasn't just Gatorade. That was some plastic. We're, we're coming at I mean, this is yeah. getting a little physical here, boys. We've had enough of his rules. We bang! Roll. We roll. Left field. We Woo! roll right now. That's taking Gatorade shower to a different level there. He that's, turned right into that baby. That's one of the all-time best. That's for faking the punter. That'll do it. Clemson Tide wins the national championship. The Bear would be proud. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. And, uh, man, it's hard to believe we're just a couple days away from Alabama, Texas. That was a little bit of reliving some of the audio from 2009. National title game against the Texas Longhorns. Alabama came out and get the first national championship for Coach Nick Saban. And 2009, what, two years later, after he got there in 2007 and what he's done in 15 years, and now in his 16th season, uh, unbelievable. All right, we're going to continue to break that down for you. More news and notes coming up as well. we got Coach Brian Vincent going to join us at 1230 a little bit after that and uh, look forward to visiting with the UAB. Uh, they call him interim. I'm calling him head coach, uh, but uh, done a terrific job, especially in game one. And then also Lou Green is going to join us around 115 today. And uh, former Alabama star and part of the 78-79 national championship, uh, Gary De Niro, one of his teammates we talked about yesterday that passed away. So we'll talk to him. Get his thoughts on that as well as uh, the Crimson Tide. And Lou has been a huge part of the A-Club for many, many years, kind of heading that up and getting all the guys organized. So look forward to uh, spending time with him and also one of Matt Coulter's uh, great friends as well. So we've got a lot to get into. We're presented by Top Golf at Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf today. You'll absolutely love it. Also driven by Sonny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks at Sonny King Ford. All right, guys. First of all, welcome in. And uh, Dabo, Dabo did it. Dabo's got a new contract. Dabo Dunn did it, yes. Uh, that boy got him money. <laughs> yes, he did, indeed. Uh, Clemson announced uh, just this morning that Dabo signed a new contract through 2031 that pays him over $11 million per season. And this obviously comes after the announcements of both uh, Saban's new contract and uh, and Kirby Smart. And, uh, you know, Dabo, um, I'm, I'm happy for him. He's entering his uh, 14th full season as Clemson's coach. Uh, Matt, you've known Dabo for a long, long time. He's always been, uh, going back to his days uh, at Pelham High School, uh, a long shot. 
somebody who did not have things handed to him. Life wasn't easy for him, uh, either at, at, at in, in Pelham growing up and also uh, at the University of Alabama and even just getting his job at Clemson. Uh, he's always been considered this sort of, like I said, a long shot. And uh, I, I'm, I'm happy for him. And I, th- and I think uh, uh, big picture, this answers definitively. Dabble Sweeney will never be the head coach at Alabama. Well, I, I think we lost that perhaps, you know, perhaps seven, eight years ago. I agree. Uh, I think there might have been a chance back then, but no. Uh, and, and he has his own stamp on Clemson. Uh, that's his school. That's his, he, you know, and, and likewise. Uh, I do kind of wonder candidly, why don't they just go ahead and give him a little bit more and make him higher paid? I mean, do they have some kind of agreement? Oh, we can't touch Nick. Well, Kirby didn't. Georgia didn't. So, yeah, I don't know. But getting back to your main point, and um, he's a Pelham guy, he's an Alabama guy, he's a walk-on. Your book describes his many struggles and triumphs. Uh, They say he had an off year. I I guess by Dabo and Clemson's standards, he did. He still won 10 games. Uh, I expect him to contend this year. We'll see how his quarterback situation works out. But all in all, I'm happy he got his money. I've got a lot of friends that go up and see him at his house, and they go, wow, wow. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm sure and, the same and, people go to Nick Saban's house. And, and, yeah. And, and, and Kirby Smarts, I guess. But. And, and uh, Jay, you you know Dabo uh, very, very well. I mean, he's he was uh, kind of in your inner circle when you were younger, and you guys have stayed in touch for many years. And it's amazing to me. Dabo, he's 52 years old, but he's only 15 wins away from becoming the all-time winningest coach in Clemson history. Right, so he'll 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 achieve that benchmark early next year, and uh, you know there's there's still so much more growth for him and and for that program, and uh, and, and you know he's he's one one of the very few coaches that's been able to stand toe to toe with Nick Saban. Jay. No doubt. And, and I think the biggest thing for him is, as Matt brought up, it's just humble beginnings. Uh, you know, the story with him and his mom when they were when he was in college and uh, all that went on there. Uh, just a, a great guy. And Kathleen, his wife, is awesome. We got great kids. Um, it's, it's a dream story for him. Uh, he, he was a huge Alabama fan growing up. I got the chance to walk on, earned a scholarship under Coach Stallings. Was able to, uh, you know, finish his career there. Went on as became a, a GA immediately, working under Coach Stallings. Then became a part of Dubose's staff as well, and, you know, it really had a, a great career going. Stepped out of it for a couple of years, got into commercial real estate, realized, hey, this is not for me. And I think actually Kathleen was like, get out of the house. You're here way too much. He was traveling uh, a pretty good bit, but not nearly as much as uh, being away as a, as a head coach. But um, it, it couldn't think of uh, anybody that's more deserving. What a competitor. Uh, glad that Clemson able to step up and, and do this for him, and, and especially after last year and what happened uh, for them, and actually, you know, even the beginning game this year, uh, for them to wrap that up to get that contract. I'd gotten word through uh, people that are close to other people here in Birmingham that uh, that, his, that he was getting a new contract. I, I thought it was going to surpass uh, Coach Saban's, to be honest, because just what I was hearing some of the numbers. Uh, but uh, this is great for him to get this to uh, be a part of Clemson, I, and I agree with you. I think this is the nail in the coffin. This the solidification that he'll be there. Uh, he's a lifer uh, at Clemson. And again, only 52 years old. I mean, we're, we're talking about Dabo as if he's Coach Saban's age or any of these other coaches that are in the league that are in college football. I mean, if he sticks around for another 15 years, he'll only be 67 years old. He will still be 
younger than Coach Saban is right now. We're thinking Coach Saban may make it till he's 80 years old. Now, Dabble may have a little bit different uh, lifestyle, a little bit different mindset as far as what he wants to do in the next uh, 10 or 15 years and after that. So uh, we'll see how it all plays out. But I think this puts him solid at Clemson for a number of years, Matt. Yeah, I want to go a little bit further on this. And, and that's, and by the way, in, in Lars's book, he, he goes into great detail and, and explains this wonderfully. Dabo has never shied away from his faith. And when he won his first national championship, and, and, he, and he put that out there, and several games leading up to that, I really appreciated that. In fact, I, I sent him a couple of text messages saying just that. And I appreciate the fact that he's still that way. He's his own man. Uh, he's a man through Christ. And I appreciate that he does that, much as you did, Jay, throughout a, a lot of your career. And, um, personally, uh, and, and this is truly, it's just personally, it's Matt Coulter talking. That means a hell of a I just said hell. <laughs> did, did I blow the lead here? It means a lot to me uh, <laughs> because uh, he's been—he was Lars do a, a, a small dive on. He was challenged about it. Yes, and and, and I think wrongfully so. It's just people trying to find something wrong with a really good guy. Yeah, uh, there was a uh, a, a, a group that uh, charged that Dabo Sweeney and the Clemson staff was uh, sort of blurring the lines between church and state, um, but uh, that really hasn't gone anywhere. And and uh, yeah, he's very open about his faith, and and in in a lot of ways, he uses faith as a as a recruiting tool. Uh, DJ Ugalalale. <laughs> I still can't say his last name. Uh, um, when, when, DJ. when he came to when he came to Clemson on his visit, he called back and said, "Mom." He called back to his mother. Uh, said, "Mom, I can feel the spirit in these coaches." And uh, and he was and, and and the coach's faith was a big deal as to why he went to Clemson. But guys, I, I want to just just throw this out there really quick, uh, uh, Jay. So Dabo's record right now, he has 151 wins through 14 seasons. I mean, just do the math here. If he, and he's 52. So by 66, if he maintains this pace, he'll have over 300 yep. wins. Okay, so then you get to the 300 win, and you're all of a sudden at 66, you're thinking, man, if, if he can maintain this, he would have a shot. Becoming the winningest coach in college football history, and he'd do it all at Clemson. I, I think. Is it I, Jay? Is that just completely preposterous, or do you think uh, it it's could be achievable? No, and and I tell you, the guy that that Dabo's always reminded me of is Coach Bowden because of the way that he does wear his faith on his sleeves, and, and the way that he is outspoken about it, he's not ashamed of it, and he'll talk about it openly to the media, to the players, to the coaches, and his coaching staff. I mean, most all those guys, if not all, are men of faith, and you know, I think that's the camaraderie that that brings the culture that he wants uh, in his team. And 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 look, you know, he's not ever going to go. And, and do anything that's going to cross those lines, as you talked about, church and state. But he's not going to be afraid to talk about what he believes in. And and he has that right to, with free freedom of speech and talking about issues and things that he's done over the past. And, you know, the, the thing for Dabo, I think, is I, I think it's a, it's a great place to be at Clemson. Um, you know, it's it's a place where there is pressure now to win because of what he's done. And Danny Ford uh, won back in 81. But you think about the just the difference between Clemson and Alabama I mean, the, the lifestyle, I mean, I've talked to buddies of mine that are coaches on that coaching staff that I played with, friends of mine that we played that are now uh, up in his uh, upper echelon. You guys know who they are. Uh, coaches that coached uh, when I was in Alabama, that coached with him and now are in the, in the front office, Woody McCorby, Danny Pierman. 
and it's just a different environment. I mean, you win there and, you know, it's, I mean, they're just so grateful. Um, and we're at Alabama, not to say that people aren't grateful, but it's expected every single year for you to compete for a national championship. That just wasn't the case when he got there. It is still probably not the case as much as it is at other places like Alabama, Ohio State, USC, Michigan, Notre Dame. I mean, he's able to kind of have the best of both worlds, a place where he can recruit guys in, a lot of talent in those areas. Plus, he knows the SEC schools, being in the SEC for so long and the relationships he's got with so many high school coaches to recruit those fertile grounds as well as be able to uh, be in Clemson and do all that. As you talked about, Lars, that's becoming – could be the, the winningest coach all time if he sticks around. I'm going to interrupt here real quick, but is is NIL going to be his Waterloo? I don't mm-hmm. think so. He'll adapt. I think he'll adapt. He, they got he, the money. You know, he, he yeah. Do you he, think so? Okay. He's I also, do. you yeah. know, he's he's changed, kicking and screaming. He's he's changed and he's adapted. And, and look at Clemson now. I mean, Look, they're ranked fifth in the country, and they are well-positioned to make it to the college football playoffs this season. Well, and and this is like it is with pro sports. The number that's beside you is what elevates you in the public eye, right? Perception. Who are the best coaches? Who are the best players? And everybody always say, well, why why is this guy going after this big contract? Didn't he make it enough? It wasn't about the contract. It wasn't even about the money. It was about what the money represented, that you're the best at what you do. Right now, Dabo now, top three coaches in the country we know that but now the number says it and that's great for recruiting and great to show that they're willing to step up and have the money to pay that kind of money to him and what they can do for their players as well so i think it was a huge statement today by clemson especially after coming off last year and their first game against georgia tech all right uh, we'll continue more conversation on this and at the bottom of the hour coach brian vincent uab head coach will join us right here on the jay barker show live from avx audio video excellence You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide. 3199-800-970-3199. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky partly to mostly sunny this afternoon. The high today, 87. Clouds increasing tonight, the low 69. Then tomorrow, wet weather returns. Cloudy with periods of rain and a few thunderstorms. Rain can be heavy at times. The high 79. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 83 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Talking about Dabo Sweeney's new head coach, or the head coach Clemson's new uh, contract, $115 million. I think the last year is valued at $12.5 million uh, for that year in his contract. So, 10 year contract, $115 million. We all said that we uh, think he is solidified now at Clemson, which I don't think there was a lot of doubt about that over the last few years. And I think Coach Saban's contract of uh, his his very own of $11.5 million per year, uh, or $11.7 million per year on average, I think it is. Uh, that solidified him that he's going to be there for a while as well. So pretty, pretty uh, amazing. The numbers now that these, uh, the coaches are making, even the assistant coaches and, and the coordinators just shows you the amount of money that's out there in college football. And it's only going to get bigger, uh, with these TV contracts on, on the way for all the different conferences as they continue to negotiate those. Any other thoughts on that guys, before we move on to uh, Alabama, Texas, we got UAB coach Brian Vincent coming up next. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is just good news for Clemson. I think it's good for college football. Um, Dabo is synonymous with Clemson. And um, just, yeah, to remove, for Clemson fans at least, to remove any doubt that uh, he's going to be there for the long haul. And, and yes, we, Jay, you and I have talked about this extensively over the years about the possibility of Dabo one day returning to uh, Tuscaloosa. And sure, it would, it would, you know, when he was a kid, he dreamed about uh, playing for Paul Bear Bryant. He watched the, the Bryant show and, and, uh, and, you know, he just, uh, he, he was all about the Crimson Tide uh, growing up. But, but, but you've, but you've stated so well, Jay, he's created a culture there at Clemson that is just, it's very reflective of him, of his own personality. And he's, he's just, uh, He's he's just built um, a little empire there. I mean, the facilities are still about second to none. Uh, you're right; they have a lot of money, and you know what, Dabo. This is I I think some people underestimate this. Those three years he sent he spent selling insurance turned out to be pivotal in his career because he really learned how to become a salesman. He learned uh, that uh, he needed to. Yeah, yeah. yeah, sorry, commercial, com yeah, commercial real estate. He did I mean, very well, by the way. Yes, very well. Very well. Very well. Um, and, uh, and, and I think he just sort of perfected how to pitch different uh, uh, businesses on different, you know, uh, deals. And it's and now when he goes out and he wants to raise some money, and why, like they had to do for their uh, incredible uh, uh, facility that they have there, he can sweet talk the the big money donors, uh, and he's he's very very good in in small group settings. Matt, just one final stat: he's one fifty one thirty six as a head coach. Of course, that's all come at Clemson. Nineteen of those thirty six losses were in his first four years. Think about that in terms of another very very successful football coach. This one in our state. Yeah, and I tell you, a lot of the guys there, too, and you, you guys remember Thad Turnipseed. He was with Coach Saban when he first got there and uh, was his right-hand man. And then now uh, Dabo, what, about three or four years later, had uh, Thad moved to uh, Clemson said, hey, I want you up here helping me do the same thing that you did at Alabama with facilities and helping raise money with Mal Moore. And you, you, you got to give those – there's a lot of guys behind the scenes that he's brought with him from Alabama and from other places that have been close to him for a number of years. That um, and even some that I asked, you know, you know, would you ever come back to like never? I'm, I, I love it. You know, they they, they really do. They they made it their own, uh, and they call themselves the Clemson Tide. So uh, kind of a nickname that they have behind the scenes there in Clemson. All right, Coach Brian Vincent, interim head coach for the UAB head coach for the UAB Blazers, coming up next, and look forward to visiting <laughs> with him as they get ready for Liberty University and uh, looking for that. So uh, what's going to uh, happen this weekend? A big win for them last weekend or last Thursday night as well. All right, stay with us. We're live from AVX. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. 
Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.COM. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.C letter O.
Miller chases and dives on it. Brandon Miller scores on a block punt touchdown for UAB. And it wasn't Grayson Cash this time with the block punt. I think it was 48. No, it's Here they go. Here's the Hopkins shot. Floats it to Davis. UAB touchdown. Play for Alabama AM. And then a negative one is Matt McWilliams. What a pick. And then a big Matt return. All the way. Seventy-six, and off to Lee Witherspoon. Second effort. Give him the touchdown. One yard shy of it, and nailed it. Well done by Matt Quinn. Wow, he gets the strobe lights for that. They bring out the strobe. Do they bring out the strobe lights for every made field goal, or just if it's 50 plus? That's the 20th first down for UAB. Lee Witherspoon has another Blazer touchdown. 33 yards. Welcome back in as we continue live from AVX. And uh, we're waiting on Coach uh, Brian Vincent to join us here shortly. So I uh, look forward to that and uh, hearing from him about their big win, not only uh, over Alabama A&M last Thursday, 59 to nothing, uh, but also looking ahead to uh, Liberty. So a lot of stuff. So uh, guys back there at the studio, uh, Jonathan, you guys, uh, you can call Coach now. He's ready to go. He's been in meetings with some of the TV guys, or radio guys, excuse me. And Matt, you know how that is, getting ready for a game. And, uh, man, his, yep. his schedule is just crazy busy right now. Well, and um, he's adjusting to that. I imagine he'll admit to us in just a few minutes. He's still probably adjusting that a little bit because uh, he, he was the OC last year and uh, wasn't having to take care of all this stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, so he's doing that. And, and, you know, now just about every game is TV. It's streamed. It's on CBS 3 or ESPN 8, uh, whether they used to call it the Ocho. I don't whatever it is. But so you've got to meet with those guys. And then a lot of times now you got national radio, and of course you got local radio, which you have a really good relationship. I'm, I'm sure he does with with David Crane. So that that kind of goes along with the territory. But uh, I understand Coach is with us. So Jay, cue him yeah. up. All right, Coach Brian Vincent joining us. Had a busy day. We talked about uh, meeting with some of the radio uh, guys, getting ready for this big matchup against 
Liberty. And, uh, Coach, you got to be uh, happy about the 59 and nothing win last week against Thursday. I know you moved past the wins, you moved past the losses, but uh, I want to go back there for one second. Just first of all, congratulations. Um, and uh, second of all, what were you pleased most with? Not, not only just about how big the win was, but what, how your team played. Yeah, I was just the, probably the thing that I was most pleased with was just how we played together. You know, because to score on offense, defense, and special teams, all three phases, it's a team effort. And I thought that I know that sounds different, but I think it's so critical that we truly piece this thing together and really feed off each other and fight for each other. I thought that was a really good sign. Um, I felt like our kids were passionate. We played with passion. We played with toughness. Um, you know, we were all dialed in. It wasn't selfish. I didn't see any selfishness that in today's world is lingering. And if we can continue to grow as a team and make it about each other, this university and, and the Blazer family, the former players, then that's what it's all about. And, and I want to just continue to grow as a team in that aspect. And really, that's the only way you, you can only win a championship when it's player-driven and it's about each other. Coach, uh, can you give us your assessment of the play of Dylan Hopkins? Uh, your quarterback finished uh, 13 of 18, 191, uh, for, and one touchdown. Uh, seemed like he played a real solid, solid game, Coach. He did. I was extremely proud of Dylan. He was 13 of 18 with two drops. So he should have been finished at 15 of 18. I felt like he held his eyes on the safety too long on the one he threw to Trey Shropshire that was high and got Trey hit. I felt like, you know, he brought him to him with his eyes too long. Um, I felt like the one time he scrambled on second down, he scrambled to his left and tried to force a ball to Ryan Davis that could have been, that should have been intercepted. I was very disappointed in that decision because, you know, at the end of the day, if we do not turn the ball over and we make good decisions, we've got a chance to win, to win several games here at UAB as, as it is every year. But that overall, I thought he, he made good decisions minus those two plays. He was very accurate. His timing was solid. Um, he made good decisions in our run checks and our protection checks to always keep us in a good play. So I was really excited for Dylan to see him come out game one and really not knowing what we're going to get. With I think of all the transfers, I think they had either 10 new starters on defense. Uh, we got zone covers, we got man covers, we got zero, we we got about everything you could see. Odd front, even front, bare front. There was one a couple of plays they put their D linemen at linebackers and their linebackers at D linemen. So it was um it was interesting, but I was proud of his play. Coach, I don't want to look in the rearview mirror too deep here, but uh, Liberty kind of messed things up for your opener at Protective Life with a thirty six twelve victory. Uh they had a guy named Malik Willis, which had a lot to do with it. Um, he had 450 total yards, three touchdowns. Just a brief comment on him. And do you look at that as as inspiration from last year? 100%. Because your past experiences help 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 you propel to your future successes. Is something we talk about. You learn from the past to prepare you for the future. And yes, Liberty came in in our home opener last year. It was three to three and a half. Um, they outscored us 33-9 to nine in the second half and kind of beat us the way that we've traditionally beat people here at UAB where we kind of we win the second half and, and we talk about finishing in the fourth and, and playing with a different mentality. It's something we prided ourselves on here, and they kind of did that to us. I thought we, 
We had a really poor performance on offense. We didn't execute well. We didn't stay on the field. We kept throwing our defense out there in the second half, and, and Malik broke a lot of tackles in the second half, and, and partly because offensively we didn't stay on the field and do our job, and we didn't play together as a team. And um, they kind of – it's still in our – that taste is still in our mouth, and um, we're excited about going to Liberty, playing in their home opener Saturday night. Maybe maybe bring it back to them what they brought to y'all last year. <laughs> if exactly. Home. I, I heard that too. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of revenge factor. But, uh, yeah, just give us a little bit of an overview of them and, and kind of what you've seen on offensive defense that uh, could not, not cause issues, but things that you look at and go, okay, yeah, this is what they're really good at. Here's some ways that we can exploit some other things. But not to get too deep into your game plan, but just give us give us your take on Liberty. Well, their defense, they've got a lot of guys. I know they don't have – they've lost some starters, but they've got a lot of players back on defense, and it starts with 10 and 11. 11, Jarrell Johnson is the boundary defensive end. Treshawn Clark, number 10, is the field end, and those guys really terrorized us last year. Um, they just knocked us back. They sacked us. They, they're explosive. Uh, they're probably two of the better defensive ends we'll see all year. Their interior guys, number 91, uh, last name is Charles, and 90. Then they're too twitchy, strong. It all starts up front. They got two D-line, D interior D-tackle transfers from Auburn that are 6'5", 300, 6'4", 320. That really, their defensive front is, is without a doubt, in my opinion, their strength. Their second strength is their second level. Their will linebacker, number 24, Washington, uh, number seven, Mike Smith, the Mississippi Gulf Coast is a dude. Um, their two corners, number four and eight, are they're going to come up and press you and play man and get in your face, and they're really good. Uh, they've got a new nickel, number 16, Reese, Quentin Reese. I think that's a good player. He's new. Uh, their field safety, number one, is back. He's a great tackler. Um, I, you know, what we're going to see on his cover skills, number six is back, Robert. Saddleback, he's a guy that, that that can really run and hit and tackle in open space. So defensively, they're twitchy, they're strong, they got a great scheme, they mix it up, they hold their pressures until the ball snaps so you don't get a whole lot of pre-snap reads. So it's a strong, we've got a tremendous challenge in front of us on offense, but one that we're, we're excited to meet head-on. Uh, offensively, they play 12 offensive linemen against Southern Miss. They've got a lot of guys back, they've added some some transfers um, on the offensive line. They're big. They're 6'4", 6'5", and 6'6", across the front. Uh, their center's one of their 6'2", 305, you know, veteran and ready. Uh, this guy that's really scary at the receiver position is number three, Demario Douglas, who had 180 yards receiving against us last year. He's also their punt returner. He's had two punt returns for touchdowns in his career. We have got to know where number three is, period. Um, they're two running backs. Day-Day Hunter is a 5'10", 190-pound twitchy guy. Uh, number one, Lewis, is another electric twitchy guy. He's 5'10", 170, so their backs are both dynamic. Their quarterbacks, you know, Jonathan Bennett was number two. Uh, they, he didn't, they didn't move the ball at times, um, so they brought Caden Salter in, who's a five-star from Tennessee, and he kind of ignited them and sparked them, and down a down seven with a minute 30 drove the length of the field to tie it up and go into overtime and they ended up winning four overtimes so you got to also understand a team that goes on the road and is down seven with a minute 30 
and they find a way to win it in four overtimes, that tells you something about their makeup and their toughness and grit. So we understand that, you know, they beat us up last year and, and, and got after us at home. Um, they had a big road win in four overtimes. It's their home opener. It's sold out. It's a venue that we're excited to get into and see where we're at as a team week two. Coach, it's hard to find any blemishes when you win a game like you did on uh, this last weekend, 59-0. to zero. But after watching uh, the tape, did you uh, see any areas where you think uh, you your team needs to tighten up a little bit? I think, uh, number one, offensively, we've got to tighten up on our perimeter blocking. Uh, we've got to, just some technique and, and fundamentals of being overcommitted, trying to get there too fast. We've got to be a little bit under control on the setup. I think that our some of our IDs up front, because we saw zero, we saw three down, four down, we saw so many mixtures of, of fronts from Alabama A&M. We've just got to make sure we're on point with our communication on our IDs and our points. Um, defensively, we just got to make sure that our communication and our personnel changes are a little bit more on point this week. We've got to be able to be fast because they're going to tempo us, and we've got to be able to communicate the call in quick, get it across. It's going to be loud. It's going to be sold out, 25000 So really just the communication and the sense of urgency to know this game's going to be faster and they're going to attack, try to use the tempo to their advantage. That, those are really the things that stuck out to me. And just being able to protect our kicks, our punt game, because we know they're going to try to – we've got to win the special teams game and really just you go back to LSU and Florida State I felt like we were a little bit weak at the right wing an extra point field goal so we've really worked hard to clean that up so really those are things that that we've really on top of the game plan we wanted to make sure we we cleaned up this week going into week two all right coach good luck against Liberty and always great to have you on and uh Man, I tell you, what a, it was a great win, but I know you guys want to pay it back from what uh, happened last year. But good luck. Thanks for all you're doing. And uh, that's the head coach, UAB Blazers, Brian Benson. Thanks, Jay. I Thanks, appreciate coach. you guys. Go Blazers. All right. Go Blazers. Awesome stuff there. Great breakdown by him as well. All the players and uh, lovely coaches take the time to do that, talking about their opponents. And uh, he loves that twitch, no doubt about it. Coach Brian Benson, again, UAB head football coach. Hey, coming up on the other side, Queen Elizabeth. Uh, a lot of you have been watching her health this morning and a lot of storylines around that. She has now passed away at the age of 96. We'll talk about that coming up on the other side. Reigned for 70 years. Unbelievable. A lot of changes in her reigning of 70 years there in, uh, in England. So, all right, we'll be back. Stay with us live from ABX. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide. Information Kid. 800-939-1441. That's 800-939-1441. 800-939-1441. Tide 100.9. Tuscaloosa weather. The sky partly to mostly sunny this afternoon. The high today, 87. Clouds increasing tonight, the low 69. Then tomorrow, wet weather returns, cloudy with periods of rain and a few thunderstorms. Rain can be heavy at times, the high 79. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 83 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
Welcome back into the show, and uh, here hour number one to wrap it up. Uh, Queen Elizabeth now has passed away at the age of 96, reigned for 70 years, and uh, man, talk about a lot of changes over her lifetime and reign uh, there as far as Queen Elizabeth. But uh, guys, your thoughts on this? I mean, I know we've been following it. Uh, she'd gone, uh, had some health issues, and a lot of the storylines last night and early this morning as a lot of the family were making their way uh, to be by her side as uh uh, whether it was, um, you know, Prince William and uh, and also Harry. So a lot of uh, things uh, happening there, but uh, passing away at the age of 96. Yeah, you know, when uh, when they put out word that doctors were concerned about her health, you, you knew that, uh, that this was going to probably happen uh, today at some point. And uh, it, it is great that uh, her, her family was around her. Uh, as you said, Jay, 96 years old. And uh, the longest-serving uh, British monarch, 70 years, 70 years. I mean, just think about how the world has changed during uh, her reign as the, the Queen of England. Uh, it's gone. She's gone through 14 presidents, um, it, the winding down of, of Britain's uh, vast empire uh, that early on in her um, uh, early on of being in the, the Queen. And, um, I mean, just think about it. Like, uh, during her reign, penicillin was discovered. Uh, the <clears throat> internet was created. And, and, uh, World and, War Two. Yeah. She uh, was born at the end of World War One. She was yeah. born in 1926. Yeah. So do, do the math. Yeah. I know. It's, Good it's, grief. uh, it, it's, it's crazy. But, um, you know, this is, this is going to be a massive world story. And, uh, already you see, like, these NBC the commentators from uh, from uh, from from the UK saying that it's a shocking and it's a discombobulating moment for the Brits. I mean, she's ninety six years old. I mean, I don't understand why there wasn't. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't think this can be be characterized as a shocking development. But I guess it it kind of uh, makes a lot of uh, people sort of rethink or, or re. Uh, examine what the role of the monarch should be in uh, in in Britain, Matt. Well, good question for somebody that doesn't really keep up with it. You know, I, I appreciate what she does, and she is Her Majesty, and she's always served in that role with a lot of class. Uh, but I did. Eh, I don't know if I want to go. Did she really wield that much power? I mean, she has a prime minister. She had a Winston Churchill. Was was it not more of a not more of a pedestal thing yeah, yeah, figure, yeah uh, it was a figurehead well uh, um, i certainly appreciate and, and respect and honor what she did in her lifetime prince charles now becomes king charles and then uh as you look uh, from that standpoint uh, that moves william into uh automatically becoming king uh and his eldest son prince george moves into the uh, heir apparent as well so uh pretty amazing uh how that uh, th that lineage continues on, but uh, yeah, Prince Charles, who we've called that for years now, uh, Lars becomes King Charles. I know, and he's been waiting for this moment <laughs> right for a long time. And uh, you know, when Charles was younger, uh, the the British press was really brutal on him, and and when he was married to Princess Di, and 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 all that, but. Um, you know, just uh, going back just to Queen Elizabeth, she was one of the richest women in the world. And uh, she's got this amazing jewelry co collection. Um, and, uh, and, and she was just very, she was so elegant. 
And and uh, she also just um, was very circumspect, uh, closed mouth in, in what she shared. And that almost gave her sort of uh, uh, more, not, not power, but more of this air of mystery about what the monarch is and what the monarchy really represents. And and there have been 15 prime ministers that have served in office and during her reign. And, and she, she met 13. I know there's four. She, she, her reign spanned 14 presidents, and she met 13 of them, uh, every one of them except for uh, Lyndon Johnson. And, uh, you know, it's it just an amazing, an amazing life. And uh, I know that in, in the U.K. right now, uh, there's a, people are in mourning, and there's going to be uh, just a, a lot of uh, – there'll be a massive funeral and, and then the, the transfer of power. And, and days and days off. Uh, she lays in state, and I, I would assume they do it in many ways. We well, do the president yeah. but I mean, times the, ten. The thing is, none of us have been alive for us to see what how how well, they actually do this. Very good point. <laughs> it's a very good point. So, I'd take living to ninety six. Oh. <laughs> Hey, coming up next hour, hour number two, we got Lou Green's going to be joining us, a former Alabama great from it's the 78-79 national title game, and Gary De Niro passed away, and we talked about that yesterday, but he, they were good friends and teammates. Uh, we get his thoughts on Gary as well as the Alabama Crimson Tide, his thoughts on this 2022 season and uh, what Alabama could do to win another national title. So uh, we'll get with him coming up on the uh, next hour, hour number two, and uh, stay with us. We're live from ABX. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.COM. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa and they came over. And man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi, 
It's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamer. It's a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV. And use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today if you want a great lunch or a great dinner, and you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Our journey begins. And Alabama will put it in play. He and Arenas are going to have one of the great duels returning punch here tonight if they get a chance. A pass, a fake, intercepted. Gideon pulls it down. Nick Saban goes way against his coaching philosophy. Comes up with a Belichick move on the first drive of the game. Colt McCoy suffered a shoulder injury on that hit. And 18-yard field goal puts Texas ahead after the turnover. A short kickoff. That's a live ball. Texas goes for it. They may have it. That's live. It is Longhorn football. Another Alabama mistake. Hit a 46-yarder against Nebraska to win it. Now the 42-yarder. And Texas builds a six-point advantage. Running Ingram. Power run. Got the first down. First man can't bring him down. Yards after contact continue to add up for the Heisman Trophy winner. Mark was very emotional. Talked about his father as he dashes into the touchdown and gets one for dad. Handoff Richardson bolts up the middle to the end zone. This could be a touchdown. Put it on the board for Bama. Third and five. Gilbert under pressure and intercepted. Picked off by Arenas. Arenas kills the drive with the Alabama interception. Third and seven. Bootleg. McElroy. He can run. 
slide dives a little bit short of the first down, and now it is Saban who will have a decision to make. Saban says we'll take the points. Can't argue with that. 17 to 6, 23 on the board here in the first half. Here's Gilbert, that inside shuttle pass. Incomplete. Uh, incomplete or is it a fumble? Picked up by Darius. Darius in the air. Darius going for the end zone. That could be a touchdown. If he's got it in the air, that's an interception and a touchdown. And the way they're celebrating, you think in all the world that Marcel Darius, who knocked Colt McCoy out of the game, if he caught it in the air without a hitting ground, interception, touchdown, Alabama. There's always though, an interception and a touchdown. Not take anything away from this Bama group. This is a sensational defense. Gilbert going deep down the middle. Got a man, got Chipley. Touchdown, Texas! 44 yards. Gilbert to Shipley, who shook Arenas. Is that play at the end of the first half right now when you look at this score that was intercepted on the shovel pass and taken in for an Alabama touchdown? That play will haunt. Now they get the onside kick and they dive for it. Texas! Great field position for Gilbert and now he's got a little bit of confidence and more importantly the players around him have confidence too. Gilbert has got a man open! Touchdown, Texas! Shipley second of the night. A freshman growing up before your eyes. 28 more yards. Gilbert fumble. Ball's loose. Bama's got it at the three-yard line. The defense for the Crimson Tide. Call the blitz. Eric Anders comes off the left, left edge of the offense. And just when I said they haven't given up a sack, Alabama dials up the blitz, and Anders makes it home. His sixth sack of the year. Upshaw recovers it. Cody leads Ingram. Ingram battles second effort. Touchdown. His second of the night. Great quarterback. Now, now think about what happened. Sam Bradford injured against BYU. Knocked out by Texas down there as we watch this play unfold with Gilbert. And it's intercepted at the 30-yard line. They get down. The clock will continue to run. That championship trophy is headed back to Tuscaloosa. Richardson barges in the end zone. His second of the night. I mean, they got him with emphasis. That was actually good. That might all those rules. That was with emphasis. Was there contact there? I mean, that wasn't just Gatorade. That was some plastic. We're, we're coming out. I mean, this is yeah. getting a little physical here, boys. We've had enough of his rules. We Bang! Rule. We How rule. We Woo! rule right now. That's taking Gatorade shower to a different level there. He that's, turned right into that baby. That's one of the all-time best. That's for faking the punter. That'll do it. Clemson Tide wins the national championship. The Bear would be proud. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Hi, welcome in. Hour number two. Again, we got Lou Green coming up and uh, talking about the Crimson Tide. We'll be joining us here shortly and uh, a lot more to get into as far as this game. 
with Alabama-Texas. First time matchup since 2009 when Alabama won the national title. Our thanks to Josh Smith, our show producer, putting that together for us. Great job on that with uh, all the highlights the music and uh, everything else. So our thanks to uh, Josh for that, uh, putting that together for us. But uh, guys, any, any more thoughts on uh, with Queen Elizabeth, the, the probably the biggest headline in the world right now, passing away at the age of uh, 96, 70 years in rain. And uh, I know we got a lot more to get into as far as uh, the uh, Alabama, Texas game, as well as uh, we just got to talking to UAB coach Brian Vincent as they get ready for Liberty coming up this weekend. Before we get into all that, I want to remind you we're presented by Top Golf for Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf because the bowling of this generation, you'll love it. A lot of fun for family, friends, and coworkers, and they do a lot of events out there, charitable events, as well as uh, a lot of uh, workday events uh, with different companies, company outings. So get out to Top Golf for Birmingham. Also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. Lars, any more thoughts? Yeah, it's just, um, you know, this is a, a, a watershed major moment for Britain because it marks the loss of a revered monarch, and the, it, she's the only one that most uh, Britons have, have ever known. She's certainly the only one that uh, the three of us have ever known. And uh, it's also the end of a figure who served as a living link to uh, the, the glories of uh, the end of World War II. And, um, and, and, you know, she uh, presided over and, and helped uh, navigate the uh, bitter divorce of uh, the United Kingdom from the European Union. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's even having, you know, it's, of course, it's affecting things in the United States. President Biden already canceled remarks that he was going to make on a new uh, COVID vaccine. And, um, you know, this is it's going to be a, a world in, in mourning. And um, and now uh, all eyes will be on uh, on 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 Charles and uh, who will succeed his mother. And and um, yeah, it's just uh, and I and I think we're going to learn as as Americans who may not know a lot about this monarchy system that they have in the United Kingdom. And I think we're in the next week or so going to learn about how it operates and and what. sort of ceremonial powers that uh the the queen had and now that uh prince charles will uh will will have once he assumes uh, uh the the mantle of being the king i am going to follow it over the next few days because quite honestly well first of all we hadn't lived through it so we really don't know what to expect but uh, i will watch with great interest yeah and, I, and i'm sorry uh, of her passing i truly am Jay, you have any thoughts? No, I mean, like you said, I mean, the, the biggest thing you said earlier for all of us is that we haven't seen anything different than this. You know, and, and now to watch the transition to power, to watch that happen is going to be interesting to watch um, and, and see just the procedural process and, and all the, the ceremonies that would come along with that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, this she's all we've known uh, since all of us have been alive as the Queen of England. Now uh, Prince Charles becomes King Charles. All right, let's move on to uh, some of the uh, topics today and and most definitely Alabama-Texas this weekend. And, again, um, you know, one of those matchups, this could be a huge thing for Steve Sarkeesian if he was able to pull off the upset for Alabama, expected to win by, what's the line now, still 20, I think it is. Uh, So if you look at it from the, uh, the, the, uh, I guess, Vegas perspective, they think Alabama's going to 
handily win this game. I think it could be a little bit closer early on, as we've seen in other away games last year where Alabama struggled with some of the environment uh, issues with the noise and all that, uh, with uh, the game at Florida, the game at Texas A&M, and also the game at Auburn. Uh, but um, we'll see. This could be a fun matchup, guys. And uh, Lars, I, th- I think, you know, as I said, I think Steve Sarkeesian, I mean, even as much as he tried to play this thing down, it's not going to define their program. This could be a, a huge uptick for him, not only just in the win, but the recruiting and, and just where Texas is heading and if they're heading in the right direction. And I'm not meaning that they have to win the game, but they're, if they're able to keep it close. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Texas can make a big statement just by playing well and uh, and not getting blown out. Uh, because you, you just look at this on paper, right? Uh, Texas has a freshman quarterback in Quinn Ewers, very talented, uh, but this is making his second start. There's two freshmen starting on the offensive line, and then you look at their defense. They ranked 100th nationally last season. Yes, Texas is acquiring uh, good players, uh, and and uh, Sarkeesian needs to keep stacking those recruiting classes on top of each other, just like Kirby Smart has done at Georgia, and we talked about that yesterday. And um, this will be a good measuring stick for where Texas is. Um, and, you know, this, is, will, this will become a, a more regular matchup when Texas joins the SEC in 2025 or perhaps sooner. Uh, we'll, we'll see on that one. But, uh, but you're right. I mean, I, I think Steve Sarkeesian is doing the right thing by trying to sort of pull back the expectations uh, and saying that this, pro, this, this, uh, this game is not going to define the program. And then he added a little thing at the end. He said, well, it might. And it might, and it might not. Um, and 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 one thing about this game too, uh, Matt, Texas is very young, and so many times. And, and Jay, you can talk about this after Matt if you want to. Uh, so many times, just from where I've sat, Alabama wins games when they walk onto the field for pregame warmups because they are just so athletic they're so big they're so fast and and it's and 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 it's like oh my gosh there's Nick Saban this is the guy i've seen on television since i was a little kid you know these texas players they don't even remember the 2009 game but which is which amazes me well, they were seven yeah so they 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 barely remember it and um it, and it's just it's so often you just it almost feels like the the axis of the world sort of tilts towards Alabama, because, <laughs> the Alabama sideline, because they're so big. It's just all these huge dudes, and and uh, especially it, when it, you're young. It's, it's when it's you're just, young. Uh, yeah, when you're young. That's why I'm saying like, exactly. because they are so young. But uh, I, I don't know. Have you ever seen that yourself when you've been covering Alabama games? Yes. Yeah. Uh, especially when they're playing somebody like a Mercer or a La Monroe, which they, by the way, they get next week. Isn't, yeah, isn't that weird? So, yeah. Weird that uh, you know that the history with Alabama and La Monroe and, and saving, but all that, but um. You know, and Will Anderson came out and said, "Yeah, I mean, he, I, I am very loosely paraphrasing." He says, "Yeah, he's kind of got a bullseye on his back." Talking about yours, yes. uh, and uh, they're going to meet. They're going to meet very early, and and perhaps very often. If it if it's not Anderson, it's going to be the D line getting through those freshman offensive linemen, or it's going to be Dallas Turner come from the other side, or Toa Toa, or uh, you know, Chris Braswell. Braswell, Braswell, yeah. uh, boy, everybody's really high on him, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, Jay, he's going to be, yeah. 
same thing. I mean, I, I think we may see the impl- uh, implementation of that uh, three, those three guys. Uh, Coach uh, uh, talked about this throughout the, the, the fall camp, how much uh, Chris Braswell has really improved over the last uh, year uh, and even the last two years, but really the last year. Great player out of Baltimore. I think Baltimore, Maryland, that's where he came out of. Really tough neighborhood. St. Francis, I think it was the name of the school. And uh, really a great story about him and, and how he came out of that. Parents wanted him. He wanted to go to Alabama, liked the environment, liked Coach Saban, said he liked the competition. He felt like if I get there, I'll become a better player because the competition that I've got to beat out are the guys that I'm going to go against in practice, the guys I'm going to work with, uh, like Dallas Turner, like uh, like Will Anderson. So he, he got there the same time Will did. And and just now emerging, but he, he worked through the process. And they talk about him in the weight room. They talk about the things that he's done to really improve his game. And they think he can be a real weapon this year for that defense side of the ball. They want to figure out a way, a scheme. And we heard this talked about, again, during fall practice, getting those three guys on the field in all downs, rundowns and passing downs. We saw Will line up this this past week uh, against uh, when when they were going up and, and really looking at you know the different uh, down and distance. He would they were putting him inside a little bit, letting him play that inside technique instead of being on the outside as a linebacker. So I think that's where you're going to see a real difference athletic wise, the athleticism of all three of those guys, the pass rush and the ability to get out in the spread type of offenses and really make up plays in space. All right, we got uh, Matt Lou Green coming up next. Absolutely. We'll talk to Lou. Big Lou. All right, Lou Green coming up next. We'll talk about Gary De Niro, who passed away at the age of 64, and uh, also his thoughts on this Alabama Crimson Tide team heading out to Austin, Texas, coming up on Saturday. 11 a.m. start, early start with the Crimson Tide. All right, we'll be back. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide. Winning the fight means focusing on what's closest to her. The Foundation Fighting Blindness. Together, we're winning. Help us end blinding diseases at fightingblindness.org. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Sky partly to mostly sunny this afternoon. The high today, 87. Clouds increasing tonight, the low 69. Then tomorrow, wet weather returns. Cloudy with periods of rain and a few thunderstorms. Rain can be heavy at times. The high 79. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 84 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Welcome in. One of our great uh, Alabama greats played uh, and part of Coach Bryant's teams as well as uh, his teammate, uh, Gary De Niro, passing with the age of 64. We're going to try to get him on. Yesterday didn't work out, uh, but uh, we got him on today. And a uh, guy that's uh, been very instrumental in not only the, uh, what he did on, on campus, but off campus afterwards with the A-Club and so many different organizations to keep all the players close together. But, uh, Lou, great to have you on. Thanks for being with us here today. Oh, thank you very much. Well, let's first of all let's start with Gary. Just your relationship with him and uh, all that uh, he accomplished, not only in Alabama but uh, later years as well. And uh, man, just sad to hear passing away at the age of sixty-four. Well, Gary came to Alabama in nineteen seventy-six and um, was a, a terrific player, defensive end. He was short in stature, but he was 
a, a very good competitor. He reminded me of Mike Dubos, the way he played. And uh, just uh, one heck of a guy and uh, just a, a foxhole buddy. And uh, we we palled around, and actually he came down and stayed with me for about six months, and I got to know him. Some stories he'd tell, and he was he was the storyteller on our our football team. From uh, every time we get together, Gary would strike up a story about him or somebody else or Coach Bryant. He he had some doozies. Of course, uh, y'all were members of the back-to-back national championship teams, and, and y'all were all very, 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 very close. And uh, that was yeah. the time I was in school, so I got to know several. I got to yeah. know several of you. Uh, go ahead and share one of those De Niro stories that that you well, can right now. Well, well, the one with uh, Coach Bryant, he was. They were at a pregame meal, and it was a long table, and up at the other end of the table was Coach Bryant, and Derek Gary sat at the very other end of the, the tables. And Gary had a, a black shirt, a white tie, and uh, he was uh, – Coach Bryant kept looking down there at him. and or, You know, Dick, Gary's turning around trying to figure out who he's talking, looking at. So Coach Bryant gets up and walks down there, and he says, DeNaro, I thought I was sitting across from a Don. And he goes, <laughs> you know, I've got a great pair of shoes that go great with that outfit. And uh, so – a couple of weeks later, he was walking down the hallway, and I don't know if you remember, Coach Bryant's office kind of jutted out, and, uh, and uh, he walked by Coach Bryant's door, and uh, he heard Coach Bryant say, Denaro, get in here. So he said, yes, sir, Coach. He reached down and had him, handed him a pair of patent leather shoes <laughs> that, was, that was perfect for that outfit. And uh, uh, he was uh, uh, just a, a couple more of the – he was a defensive end at Dude Hennessy was his uh, position coach. Mm. And he was a freshman, you know, and he was running against the first-team offense. And all of a sudden, that tight end, he released inside, and he was he was about to tackle the guy. And they get, he gets uh, one of the halfbacks come up, just knocks him right in the chin and knocks him down. And he's flat on his back, and Coach Hennessy come over and says, Denaro, that's cool. Whoops. I think we lost him. <laughs> oh, I about the most inopportune moment possible. I think he might have disconnected <laughs> himself. But uh, we'll uh, we'll try to effort to get him back on. So, Jonathan, you guys try to call him back. And, uh, again, Lou Green joining us, talking, telling some stories about Gary De Niro. Matt, talk about your time there and, and how you got to know these guys. Well, I got to know most of them through Bill Searcy, who was a dear, dear friend of mine. And, and as you guys know, we lost him a couple of years ago, and then Benny Perrin was a good friend of mine out of Decatur, and um, they were only uh, they were my age. Uh, De Niro sixty four, I was sixty four, so I was in school at the same time, but I was also uh, becoming a, a very very young um, peach fuzz face member of the media too, uh, and that's back when you could do that. Now, you know, fifty years later, now you can't do that. But uh, Lou and I became tight, and of course, you mentioned how instrumental he's been in uh, some of the Alabama clubs, the Gay Club, and the Elephant Club, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, he has certainly done that. And that all the guys I've just mentioned used to have one of the best tailgate parties over there on, I guess it was the west side. And uh, they used to throw down a little bit. Okay, lose back. Uh, Sorry pick about it that. Up. Where were you? Where well, were I, I, saw? Um, I was. Did I get through with the uh, dude Hennessy story? He got knocked on his hand about the, the, the kick-out block. 
And dude standing over him says, Gary, that's the kickout block. That, that's, you know, that tight end goes down inside. You got to look out for that uh, halfback. So uh, a few minutes later, you know, the, towards the end of the period, he, he gets in, he sees the tight end go down. He looks up. And about that time, a pulling guard stuck him in the ear hole. And knocked him flat on his back. Dude's over top of him against the Denaro. That's called the G box. You see that guard that tight end go down? You got to look out for that guard pulling. But uh, uh, just uh, what he's just a hell of a competitor and uh, just a terrific guy to hang around. And uh, there's several other stories I could share with you. He's also, he's also got he's got a great video on YouTube. If you type in Gary DeNero, Alabama football, he uh, he does about uh, seven or eight minutes on you know his career and Coach Bryant. And he's just a, a terrific storyteller. And it just so happened that Jim Bunch and I were there with him uh, during the interview, and uh, we had gone to lunch with uh, uh, Coach Griska and. Um, we rode up, uh, the, uh, we've gotten Coach Griska's car, and uh, he, this, this woman from the museum comes running out to us, sticks her head in the back window and says, don't let him drive. And <laughs> Harry looks up there and says, well, it's a little late now, lady. So we, we go driving up University Boulevard, and, and Coach Griska's talking to us, got his head turned around, just, you know, and it was a three-lane road, and he was all over the road, and I said, Coach, Need to watch the road. I'll be fine. I'll be all right. So we get up there to uh, Bumhauer's uh, up by the Hampton Inn, and he pulls up on the curb right in front of the door. And I said, Coach, what are you doing? He goes, I just said, I'm parking fine. I said, He said, Yes, it is. I park here all the time. <laughs> so, uh, so we had to set a few libations there, and uh, we went back to the museum. And Coach Griskin says, uh, You boys come on in here. I got something for you. I need you to do. So he sat us down in front of uh, each one of us, in front of the museum director, and the guy peppered his questions. But it's it's a great video. It's really good, good stuff. But um, um, one time, uh, Gary and I went up to uh, Valley Head to see Bunch, and he's at his bed and breakfast. So we decided to this was before we had lunch with Coach Griska. So we we're driving from uh, Valley Head down to Tuscaloosa. We were somewhere near the uh, uh, racetrack, and Jim's car just blew up. I mean, I don't blue smoke coming out, so he called a tow truck. So if you can imagine the tow truck driver, Bunch, Denaro, and myself in the front seat of this truck driving <laughs> driving back to Birmingham. So uh, then we went down to see uh, Coach uh, Coach Crisco. Uh, another story, which I was sort of a witness to. Uh, he had uh, him and Bill Searcy had taken a recruit out, and he used uh, Ken Donahue's car. So uh, the next morning, Sunday morning, we're sitting there having breakfast, or uh, and uh, Coach Coach Donahue came in, and he was mad as a hornet. He was shaking. His he was just you know just uh, you know hell heck I thought he was going to cuss, but he didn't. But uh, he goes, I, I want you, I want you two in my office in thirty minutes. And what had happened was they they took the car back to the Coliseum and uh, put the keys in the gas tank uh, uh, little spot and uh, 
The next day, Ken Donahue was with his pastor and was taking food around to the to the needy, and he stopped at a red light in a and an empty whiskey bone came rolling out underneath the pastor's seat. <laughs> he was livid. Oh my! He was shaking, and you know, and I, I, I thought he was going to kill him. I think they ran the rest of that practice every day. But uh, Gary was just some kind of person, man. He's larger than life, and uh, just uh, I can't say enough about him. We're I think the team has put something, has put something together to go up there and be at the, uh, the services, but uh, we're not sure when when that's going to be. So we're just uh, all devastated. We I sent out the I got a text from Jim Bunch that he passed away, and, and apparently he had a, a pacemaker put in several weeks ago or several months ago, and uh, he was uh, having some problems with that. But I guess he. That, uh, you know, I guess it, didn't, it just didn't work out. So we all loved him, and he was, oh, he, and De Niro, you couldn't be mad at him for more than 10 minutes. He would frustrate the heck out of you, and then he'd say, hey, what, what, where's the love? Where's, show me the love. But uh, anyway, he was a hell of a guy. Those are great. Th- those are some, yeah, great, great stories that uh, really illustrate who he was. Um, looking ahead to this weekend, uh, can you give us just your assessment of Alabama as the Crimson Tide go uh, into Austin, Texas to face Texas? And, and, and what about this Alabama team uh, do you think has the, the, has, is, is special? What uh, the, yeah. the ingredients uh, that you're seeing sort of come together? Yeah, the team, the team this year reminds me of the, the, the season of 77. Because we all stayed down there for during the summer, we worked out together, we partied together, we fought together, we did everything together as a unit, and we had something to prove. Because uh, the year before wasn't that spectacular; we lost three games. Um, but um, you know, this team this year, I always look at the offensive line in between the tackles. If they can run run the ball up the middle, I always consider that being the, the weakest spot in anybody's team. If you can get get up in there and get in their face and knock them, play some smash mouth football, and uh, a lot of good things happen when you can run the ball. You know, your defense is on the sideline resting. Uh, the best def- best defense is a good offensive line, in my opinion. And uh, it it always takes a little time for the offensive line to gel and get their blocking assignments down, and you know, work against you know the other competition other than themselves, but. Uh, I, I really like this team. They, they seem like they're having a lot of fun, and they're, they're they're very serious about going taking care of business. Lou always uh, Lou, we love you, man. You. Yeah, thank oh. you, thank you, thank you for remembering Gary and, and Gary De Niro again. Passed away at age of sixty four, and uh, you did a great job telling some great stories oh. about him and remembering him. I appreciate you guys calling. Most definitely. Most thank Most you, definitely. Lou. I, I know you, I'll Lou. see you soon. All right, now. Yeah. All right. One of the greats, Lou Green from University of Alabama, 78-79 national champion, and always great to catch up uh, with Lou. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back and to continue Alabama-Texas and some other big matchups around the SEC and nationally coming up this weekend as well. We'll be back live from AVX. 
You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. 
It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O. Mama Gray and uh, having a chance to remember Gary De Niro who passed away at the age of 64. But uh, Matt, I was thinking about it uh, in the break. You know, you, you uh, were there and a part of that, 78, 79, and I watched it um, at, at that time. I was uh, six and seven years old, and but still dreaming of playing for Alabama, playing for Coach Bryant, and having a chance to win a national championship. I didn't get to play for Coach Bryant. I got the next best thing in Coach Stallings, and we went it in 1992. Uh, then it's 17 years later, after being 13 years from 79, uh, we're set right in the middle of 30 years almost um, in that 92 year. But t- talk about th- just the atmosphere on campus and what it was like during those Bryant years, especially because you were there at the latter part of it. Well, it was really, really cool and not totally unlike what it is now. It's just the numbers were so much smaller and you didn't, I mean, the quad was open. People were still throwing footballs around and, and, and you know, playing with Frisbees. Um but the, the, the enthusiasm and the excitement that was there only when there were sixty six to 70,000 people going into Bryant-Denny was still every bit there. And, and Alabama expected to win every game. And uh, there was that sense of crimson pride that still exists today. It's just the strip was totally different, guys. I mean, there were a couple of places down there. There was a crystal and a gas station and looks nothing like he did now. Um but people were still in the same Crimson Tide mood, and I don't know that that will ever change. But uh, as I told you guys the other day when I was out down there this past Saturday, just the scenery and the mobs and the food and the beverages that were going up and down the strip as they were going to BDS, uh, now that was that was a lot different. People were still going to the stadium. They weren't dressed in cowboy boots and uh, and. <laughs> Are we going to go there again? No, 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 no we're not. Actually, no, we're not. No, 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 no. But uh, it was a lot of fun, but I'll go back to this, and you guys have experienced it on, on the same level, except I was actually in school then finishing up my degree, is that uh, you could be friends with the players. You could be classmates with the players. I would go to class with these guys and then interview them in, in, at Bryan Hall later, yeah. which uh, that was a unique situation to say the very least. But uh, then, uh, I can say this now, Coach Bryant, sorry. Uh, then we'd meet at the sidetrack later. Right. You know, uh, we were all of age. We were all, you know, somewhat, I was going to say responsible, but probably not. But we had a good time, and I took it home, and so did they. They didn't tell on me either, by the way. Jay, did you find it um, awkward at all to be interviewed by student reporters, or did you treat it just the exact same way as if you're being interviewed by, you know, somebody from Sports Illustrated? Treated the exact same way and, and, and actually tried to, um, 
you know, if I felt like they were nervous to make them feel very comfortable um, and, and and make sure that, you know, that they knew that, hey, everything's good. Just ask me any questions, whatever else. And you, you could tell a little bit sometimes there were, there were some nervous ones that would come into Bryant Hall or uh, got ones that you, you know, were set up for interviews that were maybe out of state media. Bringing in a young guy, you could tell was uh, pretty fresh, you know, out of college. But um, no, you just you always try to treat everybody with respect. And, and, and those that you see or you sense that you try to give them as much much comfort as possible. I mean, you're, you're, I mean, you're still an 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 year old guy. I mean, who are you? I mean, you're, you're still you're yeah, you're quarterback at Alabama. But, you know, everybody's, uh, you know, going through uh, that, that moment in their life where they're trying to get to the, to be a professional, you know, whether it's in football or in, or in media, whatever else. Hey, talking about media, uh, media uh, kind of gave Coach uh, Saban a heads up on the uh, horns down. Uh, here's the audio from that presser yesterday. What, what's that? The horns down, hand gesture. Could be a 15-yard penalty. I have not addressed it with the team, but I appreciate you letting me know that. So, you know, we got a lot of other things we need to really worry about. But I think that's a good thing for me to go over with the team, so I appreciate that. Lar. Okay, I can't, I can't <laughs> yeah, hear this, you. Has gone, so, this, this has gone viral. This has gone viral on social media. Uh, I got a lot <laughs> to say about this. I, I, I've, I've looked into uh, horns up, horns down, why it's offensive, and uh, it goes all the way back to 1955, and uh, that was when a uh, the, 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 the a yell leader for uh, Texas, uh, the Texas head yell leader. Uh, he made the the uh, horns up sign at a at a pep rally, and it's sort of been that way ever since. It's been it's been a, 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 a iconic gesture of of Texas fans, and it's a beloved Texas tradition. But the thing is, the horns down that caught on almost as quickly, right? The, and, and this is without the aid of social media. Go back all the way to 1963. The front page of the Texas student newspaper, uh, the Daily Texan, it featured a Baylor fan doing the horns down in 1963. Whoa. And Texas, I mean, it is, it's essentially like Texas fans view it as basically giving them the middle finger, but in a much more personal way. And, uh, and, and Mac Brown got so sick of it back in 2012. Um, he said that it's been, it's disrespectful to our players. Uh, and, uh, and, and, uh, he also said that there was a, a Texas tech wide receiver who was flagged for unsportsmanlike conduct during a game in 2012 as he pretended that he was putting guns in a holster, right? Uh, then that was a play on Texas tech's guns up and hand sign. Uh, so, uh, and then Mac Brown came out and said, Hey, if that is a, a penalty, then the horns down should be a penalty. And, uh, and it has become that. And so, um, to me, it's much ado about nothing. But you know what? Big 12 officials, they will throw that flag if they see horns down. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, I, I, again, I don't personally, I, I, it should be fine. But uh, it, it's a very easy uh, symbol sign to make with your hands. Uh, I'm a little surprised that Nick Saban was not aware of horns down. Uh, because because the players absolutely need to be aware that they cannot do this, otherwise it will be 15 yards on Alabama. It's ridiculous. Get get a yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that guy is crazy. Get some thick skin. <laughs> horns down. Oh, I mean, it's just a, horns a, a sign. Yeah, and those guys the, the guys do pictures now where they do that sign and they they kind of hold it down. 
Um, you know, I don't know. That's Mac Brown's. I mean, why is uh, it horns up a penalty then? If they're gonna, I, I don't. I, you, know? <laughs> you know, I didn't. You did a good dive. I didn't realize it went back sixty years. Yeah, and, and, uh, and again, Texas Texas fans, they're a different breed. I, I'm telling you, I thought I, it came I, from Rock. I, I have some in my own. <laughs> yeah. No, I have some Texas fans in my own family. Uh, dealt with Texas fans uh, a lot over the years, and I'm once they get into the SEC. You guys will realize that uh, it's again a different breed. Uh, they it, not like Texas A&M. No, this, it, this no. is a, a long. I'm trying to think of an equivalent fan base. Maybe Ohio, Dallas Cowboys. Maybe Ohio State in uh, the level of annoyance uh, uh, <laughs> because Ohio State fans think they, you know, they're national champs every year. Anybody and, that would put emphasis on the yes, give me um, just. Oh. We I'm just telling you, be Alabama. prepared. <laughs> be prepared for Texas fans when they come. And whenever they make their way to Bryant-Denny Stadium, uh, it, you know, it's... And with the, with the band stuff, it, it, Texas fans, it, it's petty. It's petty. Pronouns. When you not, do not that, letting, though. Not letting the band come, the, the full band. Well, they're going to sit them in the sun. I know, but they uh, weren't even going to give them enough tickets. So uh, not the entire uh, million-dollar band couldn't go. When you make a big deal about something like that, I, I think you make a, an even bigger deal, and, and you invite more people to do horns down. Got us fired up here, man. I think Nick should walk out to talk to Sark <laughs> with, with, with either guns drawn or with both of his hands doing the horns down. All right, that's not going to happen. He doesn't know what it means, evidently. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, my gosh. All right, we'll, uh, we'll wrap up power number uh, two coming up. Uh, stay with us. We're live from AVX. Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson. I'm Jay Barker. You're listening to Jay Barker's show. We'll be back. Largest inventory in stock, and we have the knowledgeable staff to help you find the right one for your vehicle. Northport Auto Supply. Why go anywhere else? Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Sky partly to mostly sunny this afternoon. The high today, 87. Clouds increasing tonight, the low 69. Then tomorrow, wet weather returns. Cloudy with periods of rain and a few thunderstorms. Rain can be heavy at times. The high 79. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 84 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Also, uh, big game coming up tonight, uh, NFL. We get some NFL football, week one starting Buffalo and the L.A. Rams tonight at 720 on NBC. It's almost at ESPN, NBC, but, uh, uh, man, can't believe it's back. I mean, it's been a crazy, fast offseason. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> look, Buffalo 
has been a trendy favorite to win the Super Bowl uh, because of how close, you know, they probably should have beat the Chiefs last year in the divisional round of the playoffs. Uh, amazing uh, in scoring in, in 13 seconds, that 13 second scoring drive that uh, helped the Chiefs win that game at the end there. But um, it, it's it's strange to me that Buffalo going on the road facing the defending Super Bowl champs are two and a half point favorites because just here, here are just a couple things. One, Sean McVay in week one is five and zero in his career. So when he has extra time to prepare, he wins. Uh, the, when the defending Super Bowl champs open at home on a Thursday night, those defending Super Bowl champs throughout the last sixteen years are fourteen and two, and and also um, the, the 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 in in five years under Sean McVay, the Rams have never been below five hundred. I read that. All right, I mean, this all these statistics tell you that the Bills should not be favored by two and a half points because. Look in uh, in all betting, everybody knows that home fields were three. So Vegas is saying that the Bills are five and a half point favor, five and a half points better than the Rams. I'm loading up on the Rams. Okay, Jay, you want to get together for the, for the uh, record? Put our little pile <laughs> and then uh, shove it in on the Bills. Is this a, Josh a, Allen has never won a big game in his life. Just saying. <laughs> Hey, I'm just glad it's back. And and actually, I'm playing fantasy football this year for the first time. Can you believe that? Have you? Are you guys in fantasy oh, leagues? Wow. Really? Yeah, never, never have done played. it. I hey, did it in baseball. Jay, welcome year. to 2003. Thank How's you. It going? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you still do it, Lars? I don't play it anymore. Uh, do you? Uh, <laughs> who's your quarterback, Jay? Who do you think? Tom Brady. I would Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Yeah. yeah. Tom Brady. Oh, all right, who's your running back? Uh, oh shoot, I forget. <laughs> <laughs> you how much. Hey, I, I can get my team real quick. No, um, Matthew Stafford is my backup quarterback. That's okay. But here's the thing: I got a C minus in my draft, wow. so that's not good. So hopefully, uh, hopefully it'll be better well, than my, my, my initial grade. I got um, <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Taylor is my running back for the Colts. Oh, that's oh. He's, that's good. Yeah. I got Tyreek uh, he, 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 I think he could. That's good. Mm-hmm. Russell Cage. Two is good. Russell Gage. I'm sorry. Out of uh, Tampa is my wide receiver. Yep. And uh, also got uh, Zach Ertz, my tight end. Tight end. And, yeah. Do you get a total uh, Mike Williams, defense? wide receiver. Yeah, I get San Francisco defense. Yeah. Okay. I thought I drafted well. So you so you 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 got a uh, you got three Tampa guys, Justin Gage, Mike Williams, mm-hmm. and Brady. So you better hope that they uh, score a lot of points. <laughs> Mike Williams is with the uh, now, Chargers now. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of Mike Evans. Yeah, Mike Evans. My bad. Yeah. yeah, Mike Williams. Yeah, yeah Mike Williams. Judy. He's really. Yeah, Judy. He yeah, should Jay have a Kelly. big year with Russell Wilson. Okay. My, my name, Kelly. my team. So you used to do Fantasy Island. Oh, what's the name? What is it? Fantasy Island. The Brady. The Brady. Wow, what a funny show. Hey, um. Jay, you probably know this. I don't know about Lars. Did y'all see where Bogues was closing? Bogues is the oldest oh, restaurant other than Bright Star. You know oh, where it is? Right down by the pig? Yeah. On yeah. Uh, closing. 94 years. I did not read. Why Why are they closing? Mm. Uh, rents. Oh. Lease. Uh, yeah. 
actually just flipping through, saw the headline, went, man, they used to have the greatest breakfast in the history of the world. Yeah. There ain't no doubt that's, about uh, it. When Phenomenal. I, when I first moved here, that was I was told that that's the place to go for breakfast. I mean, it went downhill after it swapped ownership a few times from the original and you know how that goes. It goes up and down and up and down. I think it went down to the point where not, not as many people were going there and probably white clothes. Yeah. I don't know that for certain. NFL tonight. Day. NFL tonight. We had Alabama, Texas continue.